Hello. Hello, Merlin. Hi, Dan. How are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm closing tabs. Okay. Mm, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Me too. Yeah. <sighs> Episode 324. 324. 324. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot of episodes when you come to really think about it, you know? It's actually really a lot of episodes. I don't think about these things very much. I don't have much reason to, but when it, it does occur to me sometimes and somebody will say, yeah, I've been listening to your show for, you know, 200 episodes. I'm like, and there's no way. Yeah, we haven't done 200 episodes. What are you talking about? Treat me like an old man. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently The Rock is going to be playing Black Adam in an upcoming uh, Captain Marvel and or Superman set of movies for the DC extended universe. I don't, I'm looking it up. I think I don't know Black Adam. Is he a villain of uh, he is a villain. Captain Marvel? Yes. Uh, Cap, he's sort of like uh, a, an evil Captain Marvel. That's about all I know is that apparently he's, he it was a predecessor to Captain Marvel huh. and is essentially you know su super strong invulnerability can do lightning stuff with lightning that's all i really remember about him was he interesting yeah he's a pretty cool pretty cool villain he's cool looking you know he's got a cool he's got like an uh a black version oh i of see captain he's Marvel's. like a bizarre not a bizarre yeah he's like, like a bizarro um captain marvel yeah 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 all right hmm yeah yeah, but is he like some kind of celestial or something? I mean, not to be racist. I mean, is he? <laughs> I don't is think he? So. Um, yeah, he's not like a Thor or anything. I don't. I don't think he is. Maybe there's some. I think he might have had like an Egyptian history. He's an ancient Egyptian predecessor yeah. of Captain Marvel. Well, who, I call. I call him Billy Batson, <laughs> who fought his way to modern times. Fought his way to modern times. What does that exactly mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> to challenge the hero and his Marvel family <laughs> title case associates. Okay. I don't I don't understand why I don't understand DC. DC <laughs> has a hero called Captain Marvel, if not just to piss off Marvel. Yeah, I'm sure there's been meetings about that. You know? Um <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, he's now we call him Dwayne Johnson, has been cast as Black Adam. In the planned feature film Shazam. Oh, that's right. He's also they call him Shazam sometimes. Now, when I was a kid, I always thought that Captain Marvel that his name was Shazam. Sure. And I remember as a kid that was sort of the thing in my in my neighborhood. That Did you watch would, the show yes. when it was on? Yeah, the show oh, was oh, called elders, Shazam, right? Oh, elders, fleet and strong and wise. Yeah, appear before my seeking eyes. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, that kid had great hair. <laughs> Yeah, great hair. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's the sixth, according to IGN, he's the 16th greatest comic book villain of all time. Boy, that must be frustrating. Wouldn't it be frustrating? You open up your copy of IGN <laughs> and you find out you're the 16th greatest comic book villain. I know. Wouldn't that drive you nuts? Yeah, I don't want to be the 16th greatest anything. Mm, title, I, that's well, true. I mean, maybe... No, wait, I hear you. Maybe I would, come to think of it. If my choice is not be on any list at all or be number 16, I would pick... It's number 16. They have Modoc at 100. Ugh. He should be higher up than that. Omni Man. I am reading a DC comic, believe it or not. First of all, really? major news, breaking news. I am reading a DC comic right now. I don't know what to say about that. I know, I know. It's it's been hard for my family. I've had to talk to them about it. 
<laughs> very awkward. Come on, everybody, come on in. Bring a drink. Uh, I need to tell you something. Norman Osborn. See, I agree with some of these. Yeah, so what am I reading? I am reading... Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. i got to go look it up. It's a Superman comic. And believe it or not, it's yet... A, <laughs> it's yet another retelling of the Superman origin story. Really? Is it a new or an old one? I think it's from a few years ago. It's called Superman Birthright. I, I've heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's Mark Wade, baller. Like, he's oh, yeah. great. I love Mark Wade. He did that Daredevil, one of the one of the mini Daredevils I liked. Yeah, so it's really good, but I love the art. Um, oh, God, I don't even want to attempt to pronounce this. Le Nil Francis Yu. It's pronounced Le Mis. Le Mis. Men like you can never change. Anyways... Didn't, uh, isn't I, uh, this the same guy that did the art for, didn't they work on this and then go and do, um, irredeemable? Oh, really? After that's, I, th I'm going to need to look that up because maybe I'm wrong, but to me that looks like the right kind of art. Um, no, yeah, I up. think, you'd, I think you'd like this style. It falls somewhere between, this is going to sound really wackadoo. I'm going to say it falls somewhere between Phil Noto and uh, Umberto Ramos. It's stylized, oh. but very realistic. Not in a creepy Greg Land way. I am, I am wrong. It is a different artist, but I do like the look of this art. I'm going to get yeah. this. Okay, good. There's two. And the other one I, I haven't started reading yet, uh, but I also picked up. Where did I see these recommendations? I, I forget. I read this somewhere. The other one is, um, this is, I think this is more recent. This is from February of this year. It's a trade. Wonder Woman Volume 1, The Lies part of the rebirth mm. reboot and that's supposed to be really good i don't I'm not as crazy about the art in that um but supposedly it's really good boy i love that i wonder i love that wonder woman trailer yeah the full the full length one i just saw that in the theater oh, before man. guardians and it was uh <sighs> it was great you should talk about trailers before guardians oh my goodness what did you see what was I, I good i feel like i'm starting to sound like a prude dan and i'm not a prude <laughs> no you're not can i just stipulate for the record like i understand i understand that i mean there's charts todd vizieri probably has a chart about this he's posting right now about the prevalence of the pg-13 rating and what how and why it is that suddenly every movie is pg-13 i think the bottom line is that primarily adults are reluctant to see a PG rated movie because that feels like a kid's movie. Right. And, a, and then to a much smaller percentage, but an important percentage in my household, PG 13, you can kind of slide on that for a kid mm -hmm. mostly. Um, but oh my goodness. So we finally saw guardians. Um, and, but before, did you get the Dunkirk trailer? Uh, that's the war, the awful Christopher looking, Nolan, uh, like people being shot in the head yes, in the trailer. Yeah, that was there too. I, okay, I saw I that. that was a very upsetting. That was a very, I mean, it's very Christopher Nolan. The sound design was great. You know, that would have been fine in like a hard PG-13 movie. But, oh my gosh. It was, it, it was very unusual. My, my kid went, ooh, and color, covered her eyes and ears. Right. And I was like, oh, I mean, it was, it's really, it's a good trailer, I guess, but it's pretty graphic. Yeah, I'd, what was Guardians of the Galaxy's rating? Was it PG or PG-13? Oh, P, straight up PG-13, yeah. Okay. I mean, PG I, I thought that it was. And, you know, and that's the thing I always worry about with bringing my kids to a movie 
because you never know more really what the trailers are going to be and that you can read the things that talk about this is what's in the movie. And what was that one site that we were reading about that talks, you know, one shot of a woman adjusting her brassiere, one shot of a man bending for, you know what I mean? Like that. Kind of- no, it's my, the, my favorite for yucks <laughs> is kids in mind. That's the one. That one. That one's great for yucks. Cause it really is like it was written by, by, by somebody's prudish aunt. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, they get a 3 out of 10 for sex and nudity, a 1, 2, 3, 6 out of 10 for violence and gore, and a 4 out of 10 for profanity. The other one, the one that I actually, let me add that to show notes. But I was not, and, I'm, I'm with you, I was not expecting the the Dunkirk uh, trailer. I found it disturbing. Both my kids found it a bit disturbing also. And I mean, just to clarify, we have at least our, our kids that are approximately the same age, 9 or 10, my kid does not get that squicked out. She doesn't like super loud things like a lot of kids. Yeah. But like, no, I mean, it was, it was very, it was very upsetting. And did you get the one for book of Henry? Um, book of, I'm looking this up. Uh, the kid, the like prodigy kid, like, Oh, they can't put him in the gifted class. It looks like a story about a smart kid. Oh no, we, I've seen that one. No, but not this time. You've seen the trailer. Yeah. And then it looks like, was it Michael Chiklis? It's some Michael Chiklis S character. Like it's his quote unquote stepdaughter. And like he keeps her in a, in a room and he comes into the room and it's like, ah, yeah. like, ah, yeah. oh boy, that'll be a fun thriller. <laughs> I mean, I saw it at the Alamo. So they, you know, there's a lot of promotions and stuff before uh, the, that for like cool events. And they're doing like, a, they were doing like a Raising Arizona uh, thing with like, you know, audience participation. And my kid's like, oh, that would be awesome. And then, you know, it's, so you're like into it. And then you have this incredibly intense like trailer that there were a lot of kids in the theater too. Oh, it wasn't yeah. just my two. It was, there was, I would say 50% was kids on a Sunday. Well, to your, to your funny point about uh, taking cash to Logan, which I still think is a terrible idea. Oh, it's a great um, movie. Stuart Wellington from the flop house told a great story about like his wife was doing something that where you know, he, he had four hours to kill and he said, Oh, this is great. This will be my opportunity to go, go see uh, Logan. And he got in the theater. <laughs> it's just such a classic. The theater's almost empty. The movie starts, but it's it's spring break. And suddenly all these groups of kids, like one adult and like six, seven, eight kids per group start coming in. Wow. Okay. See, I'm telling you, it's all right. It's okay. No, gosh. It's Dan. okay. And uh and Dan, there's two things I want people to take away from this show. Well, number one, you know, be kind to yourself. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, don't just take powders people talk about on a podcast. Do your due, due diligence. And third, don't show your child Logan. It's fine. Oh my goodness. It was fine. It's not fine. No, don't say that. You're gonna not you're gonna really you're gonna mess up some kid. I'm uh, not saying it's fine for other kids. I'm saying for me and my kid it was fine. You say the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. <laughs> uh, and what was my oh? So you know, basically, there's so much. I, I know it seems like I talk about my kid all the time, and I realize I do. But we have so many rituals that you just don't know about. But like, they'll just it'll be the ritual of we turn to each other after every trailer, and we go, we look at each other and make a face, and either go yeah, or pass. Hmm. Or after story of Henry, <laughs> we look at each other and we'll both go hard pass. <laughs> That's awesome. The other one is like, this is, this is a fun, try this game at your theater, your local AMC theater in particular. Every single time there's an advertisement 
about anything. Anything. Anytime you see the Coke logo before a movie starts, you turn to each other and you say, I get the impression they really want us to drink Coke. Yeah, really. <laughs> There's like four Coke commercials before the movie starts. So weird. Mm. It's very disturbing. A lot, a lot disturbs me, Dan. So I've added to show notes, uh, Common Sense Media and Kids in Mind. Dan, would you tell people where to find Show notes for episode 324 of your Back to Work program. Uh, yeah, they can go to 5by5.tv slash B is in brothers, 2 is in the number, W is in women slash 324. 324. I don't have, we could talk, actually, we, we could talk a little about comics. I don't have too much. I've got a tiny little bit of follow-up. Okay. And I've got two um, two things I didn't get to last time, which I thought were very interesting. You know, I like I like the difficult questions, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yes. A couple notes and questions from listeners we could get to in time. But I don't have too much upfront stuff. Two two quick bulletins. Bulletins. Um a website that I think I think you liked, that I liked and used, Milkshake, has yeah. once and for all really gone away. Yeah. They were uh going to shut that's MLKSHK.com. Not that that matters because it's nothing there anymore, but that site i think almost closed down a couple few two three years ago and then they were able to resuscitate it but now it's really gone and it's really gone away and then uh also fffff found found yeah that also closed and is is gone that too. sucks yeah i don't know why that that site actually was the inspiration i, I believe for pinterest hmm. pinterest oh, has, has not shut down Boy, Pinterest is everywhere. Yeah. You go and you just, you, you try and find a photo of somebody. It's all Pinterest. And like what, what kind of belt they wear. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Net worth, feet. Um, <laughs> so they fixed the feet problem. The net worth is still there. Um, yeah. Do you have anything more on that? Are, no. Have you found like replacements for those? Milkshake was fun because it was kind of like, if FilePile existed, it would be like FilePile meets Flickr, mm-hmm. where it was just like, here is uh, an image that I'm putting up for the express purpose of like having a little LARF about or something. Yeah. You know, it, was, it wasn't the, the let me show you my creme brulee of Instagram, you know, birds on a wire crap. Um, it was more like, you know, here's a funny thing. Yeah. I like Andre a lot. I, um, I, I, he's, uh, he's, he works at the Slack now. Yes. I heard he's about pretty that. Busy. He's pretty busy with that. He's a good man and thorough. Thorough. USPS adventures. Uh, I've got more footage of the FedEx driver. Oh, really? Um, like live footage more. or just photos? Yeah, I made it into a GIF I could send you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. God, he looks so much like a guy that I know. It freaks me out. I wonder if he's mad at me. And that's why he throws my food at me. I had a, I had a throne. You know what? 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 You know, sometimes getting things delivered is difficult. It's fraught. For example, I have something that I, I saw was shipped to me that it took a long time for USPS to deliver. It was out for delivery all day all, all day yesterday. Let me pull this up in deliveries. It was out for delivery all day yesterday. Yeah. And now the status report is, I love this so much. Uh, finally, so at 6, something like 6.17 a.m. yesterday, it said out for delivery. It said out for delivery until 8.17 <laughs> am last night yeah. at which point it changed to my my new favorite status delivery status not updated that's the official oh, that's the worst so i get delivery status not updated delivered by yesterday 
So that's that's, that's what not that helpful at all. Also, we got zero mail yesterday. The mail just didn't come. I was out there at 1030. We still didn't get mail. Super interesting. Um, but, you know, I got a USPS throw the other day. Mm. The, the camera dingus went off and I thought, oh, I should go to the door. And I go down there and a kid, a kid from USPS, he comes halfway up the steps and he flings with a spin a bag in the air that then lands with a kathunk on the porch. No. And so I says to him, I says, hey. And he turns around and he kind of goes like this. Ugh. I'm like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, could you, could you not do that? Could you not throw our stuff? And he goes, Ugh. and then gets back in his stupid truck and drives away. You know, it's hard to be a, a cis white male. I have a lot of problems, Dan. You know why you got to do that? Why you got to throw? Yeah, yeah, it's probably clothes in there, but who knows? That could be my that could be my CBD oil. Well, who knows what it is? The, the point is, it, why throw treat, it around? Treat everything like it's a Faberge egg. I know that that's a high bar, but anyway, nobody cares. My uh, brother-in-law for a time worked in the package facility for, I think it was FedEx, uh, like doing the like truck loading and routing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he's, he would tell me stories. He said, man, he's like, you need to always just assume that whatever you're sending is really packaged well. He said, because there is no respect shown for anything, whether it says fragile or not, this yes. end up or not. He's like, it, it's, it, it is absolutely being thrown and dropped and kicked and slid and it no matter yes. what it is or what it says. I have, I mean, in my head, I have a, like a, a, a thought on this, which is like, I mean, like it's sensible to think, like I imagine that whatever I put in this box will be carried from a person's hand, just like another person's hand. And of course, that's not how it actually goes. So obviously it pays to think like, for example, what would happen if this were dropped accidentally? Okay, let's take it a step further. Like what if this were dropped accidentally down a flight of stairs? I would go even further. What if somebody was just in a bad mood today and they didn't like their chili at lunch and they literally threw your package down steps? Would it still be okay? That's how I think you have to package things. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, not that it matters, but I mean, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty frustrating to. Anyway, whatever. Just bitching now. Well, no, and, and but I think it's in it's it's worth it's worth mentioning because you have to plan. You're kind of planning for any kind of contingency. Like, what if this thing were to be thrown out of a second story window? That's you know, would it survive that? If not, you need to pack it better. <laughs> because... Well, and I, I realize that this is a hopelessly old-fashioned way to think about this problem, especially in the context of the modern evolutions in these industries, the changes in markets. Like, you know, I remember, yeah, I think it was when I visited the Smithsonian in junior high and saw the Hope Diamond. I remember them saying, we've talked about this before, but I remember them saying that they had to figure out how to get the biggest diamond in, in the world safely to where it was going. Right. And they, they looked at every available method and there was only one method that was secure enough and that was the United States postal system. Mm. That was the only way that they could put something, like one of the most valuable pieces of earth, pound for pound, in the world. They put it in a box, they sealed it up and they sent it. And it, it got there just fine. And then over time, I think, I think there was a way especially in the 80s, to sell on quality, 
my, my daughter and I have recently been having this discussion about selling on quality versus selling on price and like how that affects things like the mattress industry, you know, and what a commodity is, like what it means to have something where you have to differentiate, like my Verizon is better than your AT&T or like this automobile insurance is great. And like, that's why you have a gecko or a puppet lending tree. You should buy a house based on what this puppet advised you to do with no pants on. Okay, sure. And so we we're talking about that. And so I think there was a time when you could um, buy and sell on quality. Two specific examples. The obvious one is what, what we used to call Federal Express. Mm -hmm. Federal Express came along and like for 20 bucks or whatever, you could get something delivered the next day, which was unheard of. Like, you know, in the early 80s. Another one I and have it to was, say. It started out as just the little, the little envelope. Yes. That you were you were you were Documents. shipping a document like here yes. we need to get signatures on this tomorrow morning we're FedExing this paper this di it was an envelope it was just it was a never thin intended little... to be step by step recipe cards and pre portioned ingredients that could be prepared in less than forty minutes <laughs> that's right no one no one ever saw that that coming but then I and I have to tell you this could just be I don't know some kind of availability heuristic confirmation bias but pound for pound over the years maybe because it's who who has historically delivered the most with Amazon until recently, UPS. I have had great luck with UPS. Um, some people have not, but like I, I knew, especially when we're getting lots of diapers delivered, like I knew our two UPS drivers very well. I knew them by name. I would wave to them on the street. Or like you think about when you work in an office and like everybody knows the UPS guy or increasingly UPS girl, but like you know that person and they take care of you. And I think they were trained to treat that customer service component as a big part of it. Right. So why am I saying this? I mean, I wonder if they're in an increasingly competitive commodity business like that. I don't know. I feel like there's still a way to differentiate what you do by by being reliable, I guess, first of all, but also not having people like green haired guy throw a box of food at you. Yes. Enjoy. Like, you know, that that guy's an outlier for FedEx for me. Like, I have not had that many, you know, terrible FedEx experiences, although, of course, I've had some. Their bar for what you need to sign for is very strange to me. But anyway, I, I mean, all of this sounds it sounds like and ultimately is first world white wines. But at the same time, this is the way we get stuff now. Uh, if you think it's going to trend the other way, invest in Sears. Like, because believe me, this is the way, at least for now, this is the way stuff is going. And I'm sure that'll evolve. I I have very little doubt in my mind that we're going to see more brick and mortar things from Amazon, that we're going to see more, you know, brick and mortar from everybody. Um, I just don't, I don't think we're going to go back to Sears and SNH green stamp stores anytime soon. Yeah, You're really. going to get stuff delivered by somebody, somehow, some way for some cost. And, you know, the thing is that becomes part of, oh God, I almost used the phrase value chain. Oh my God. But it does become part of their value proposition. <laughs> Problematic. Anyway, guys, you know, pro tip. Don't throw my stuff. Yeah, don't throw his stuff. Don't throw my stuff. I'm, don't I'm not asking stuff. that much. It's not It's not even like you're saving a lot of effort. Do you, you think know? that there's a regional aspect to the throwing of stuff directly in front of the customer? or do you, Because like I've never seen any kind of delivery be thrown. If I was ever there to receive it, it was gently handed over. It's been placed carefully. But I know, again, from my brother-in-law, I know behind the scenes... It's all disrespect. It's all disrespect. Oh. But direct, flagrant, right in front of me kind of thing, I've never seen I've never seen that firsthand. Oh, boy. Uh, and again, this is something where I'm going to remember the times that it did happen this way. But yeah. yes, I mean, I see it personally happen in, while I'm standing there. 
<clears throat> in a kind of like, you know, frankly, sort of galling way. It, it really does feel like an FU when somebody does that while you're standing there. But also I just look at the look at the drop cam. I can see it. I can see like when people fling things at the door with a thunk. It's really strange. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's first of all, like, especially with the post office, what a tough racket. What a what a crazy business, like what their mandate is, what they can charge for it. And like, you know, I've never met somebody who's happy to work at the post office. It's just it's it's a career kind of civil servant job with benefits and you stick with it long enough and you get to buy a boat, I guess. But, you know, um, I do bet that it is regional because as with anything, the culture and management of where you work, even if that's just a bunch of people talking before you get in a truck, I mean, I mean, look at it this way. I mean, I, I don't, I may bitch about this cause I have a podcast, but I'm not the kind of person who's constantly complaining to companies. Like I don't, for example, like when things do happen, like I, like every time the FedEx guy throws something and says, enjoy, I don't like call up FedEx and file <laughs> right. a complaint and say, well, actually go and check the number of late middle-aged men with green hair in your system. Cause there's a pretty good chance that you're going to find that this, there's a pattern of behavior with this guy that's bad because it's happened numerous times, but I'll, pff, I've looked at next door. I know how people think there are people out there noticing and complaining about everything. So what does that mean? Well, theoretically that complaint goes somewhere. So somebody doesn't care or doesn't mind or doesn't have the time and inclination to do anything about it. And that's, that's culture though, right? I mean, if you could have a company like that and get away with that, I mean, if you kept getting, you know, uh, rats in your Chipotle, I mean, eventually there's going to have to be like a, a day of prayer and reflection to figure out what we do about the rats, you know, but I don't know. That's, that's my gut. I mean, think about how like some branches of a bank, some locations of a restaurant, like a chain, like you have such a better experience at one over another. And I bet that could be for like any variety of reasons. And, you know, it's probably no wonder at all that your post office, that will differ. Right. You know, your FedEx, whatever it is, that's, that's going to differ. Different culture, different little mini communities going on. How, yeah, they, how I mean, they think of what they're doing and when, and whether they take pride in what they're doing or, or whether they just want to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a, in a kind of sideways fashion, this is a topic that's been around since the first three or four episodes of the show, which is that, you know, sure, we all have our problems. We all have things we can be better at, but we have to look to management and leadership to how culture is made. And like the bottom line in so many things to me, like if we look at what's troubling about something, it's often a case of what is explicitly or tacitly allowed to be okay in your group. If it's okay to ogle the admin's boobs and talk about it, like that becomes okay and normal. Like, is that, is that what, is that the culture that you want to have? You know, ignoring complaints about the green haired guy throwing your blue apron at you. Like, is that okay? Who knows? Maybe I should say something, but like, I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's the question though, is like, if you don't say anything, then no one, no one knows about it. It's true. But like, I have this, if I, um, I haven't really thought much about this, but I think I have an approach to these things that is, um, to paraphrase the assessment of the uh, Republican candidate, it's somewhat transactional. I, I, to me, complaining is not an end unto itself. <clears throat> to me, complaining is what I feel I have, not, not complaining, but bringing something to someone's attention is what I have to do to get a problem addressed. So, I don't think there's, I don't believe in complaining except here. Like I don't believe in complaining as a way of, of just venting. Mm -hmm. So like if, if there was an error on your bank account, um, or something like, you know what I mean? If there's something where you're like, Hey, 
you just took a hundred dollars from me and I want it back. That is, is that a mistake? Well, that you have to complain or you have to bring that to their attention. But, you know, just saying like, oh, you know, the hot dogs were too small or whatever, right. you know, the hot tub was too hot. Like if I do that, like I don't want to become that guy. And so I tend not to do that unless it is to achieve a certain outcome. And the truth is achieving a certain outcome has can have several different paths to it that don't necessarily involve yelling at somebody at Comcast who's making minimum wage. Right. I never understood that. I really, and we, I don't want to like rehash some of our older episodes about like customer support and things like that. But the whole idea that somebody is going to, is going to yell at the delivery person, the messenger. It never made any sense to me. And why? Not at all. That doesn't make any sense at all. Why somebody would do that. No, no, I, it really doesn't. I don't think it's good, but I think it's entirely understandable. Everyone everyone has done it, I'm sure, at some point, and probably including me. But I try to be very aware of that because typically getting upset doesn't get you anywhere. It definitely doesn't get – you know, I've had many, many times – I can't count the number of times when I've gone up to somebody, especially somebody who is in a – you know, a – support type job or a resolution type job where their job is to listen to people who are upset and help resolve the situation. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to somebody like that and calmly, quietly explained, this is what's going on, or this is what happened. And is there anything you can do? And had them say, thank you so much for just talking about it and not being upset. I, I mean, that's happened to me dozens of times in, you know, over the course of my life of being, because if you want someone's help, I mean, you know, we were in these kinds of roles and I, and I was in customer service, I guess you'd call it ever since I was 13 years old when I got my first job at Burger King, you know, mm-hmm. like I think spending time in those kinds of roles dealing with irate customers teaches you that like, it's almost never that person's fault. I was in a... Uh, speaking of packages, I was in a, the UPS store and for many years I had a box in this UPS store and I would be in there every single day to check my mail. And I have a different box in a different store now, but the the guys that run that store, they still know me because I was there every day for like four years. And I actually had to drop off a, a UPS package. So I was in there and, and the guys were all there. So I was chatting with them for a little bit. And some uh, guy came in, older gentleman came in and uh, walked up to the the manager and said, uh, what do you guys uh, send this thing to me for? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm sorry. What's, what's wrong? And the guy said this box, he's like, uh, this, this is delivered to my house. This is my address, but this is not me. I didn't order anything. I'm not expecting anything. I don't want this. You take it back. Mm. And, uh, and he like shoved it at him and he's like, okay. He's like, we can take it. But the best, the best thing for you to do would be to have just called the, the number that's there on the label that says, if this was misdelivered, just call us here. They'll send someone to your house and, and get it and you won't have to go anywhere or do anything and, and they'll actually reroute it. He's like, well, I'm taking it to you. This is your business. This is your UPS. I'm going to give it to you. You figure out what to do with it. He's like, I can send it back. He's like, they're just going to re-deliver it to your house though. <laughs> and the guy was right. so, he was just yelling at him. He was pissed off at him. This had nothing to do with, no, I, and then I he get, says, if yeah. it shows up in my house again, I'm putting it in the trash. Mm-hmm. And he's yelling at this guy who just runs the UPS store. I, no, I, I'm know? not. I, I that kind of um, antisocial, um, unproductive behavior. I mean, that's never a good thing. Um, and in that instance, that's that's somebody who's probably just frustrated about stuff. 
And that's who they're going to take it out on in the same way that we've talked before about how frustrating it is that someone chooses to contact you through whatever means is convenient for them rather than what's efficable for you. So, so he may, it sounds like, I don't want to be too reductive, but that sounds like somebody who just wants somebody to yell at and, yeah. and he's frustrated because things aren't the way that he wants. But I, I'm not saying these things are good, but I do think it is understandable. And I'll give you an example, uh, torn from the headlines. Uh, a few days ago, Marco, Marco's been having this problem. Marco Arman has been having this trouble with AT&T and their service package. And long story short, in this tweet um, thread that I just posted to notes, first one says, I called AT&T to have them fix their screw up. And about 15 of the 25 minutes were them selling me hard on DirecTV service that I kept declining. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, really sleazy approaches too. How do you use your cell data? Do you watch video? Well, we can save you money by signing you up for DirecTV. While I fix my egregious error that gave you two giant data plans instead of one, let me make sure you have the right plan with DirecTV. Sure, I can cancel that duplicate iPad cellular account for you. It'll take a few more minutes, but first let's talk about your TV service. Okay, now that's an example where um, I kind of get that. Like, yeah, they're just doing their job. They probably don't want to do that. The person at the movie theater probably doesn't take any particular joy in reminding you that for a dollar more, you get the large popcorn. They have to do that or they're going to get fired. But at the same time, in that instance, like I think it's kind of understandable. I mean, to, again, to kind of go back to the Hippocratic Oath and do no harm. If you did go to the kid at Burger King and say, hey, you know, I asked for the burger, you know, this way and I got it that way. Well, if the kid responded by saying, I can't help you, Burger King burgers suck. Like, isn't there a part of you that would be like, well, you know, that's, you're not really helping me out here, right? right. It takes a customer service culture, I mean, along the lines of the, you know, mythical Ritz-Carlton and uh, Nordstrom thing of like, I will, I will find somebody to take care of this right now and I will stay with you until it is taken care of. That's, that is a whole different kind of white glove service that you're not going to get in a commodity business. My wife is one of the many people who's been affected by some troubles with a ride-sharing service. Mm. And trying to get anything fixed with that ride-sharing service that she has not used in months is just like pulling teeth. There is no phone support. There's only email support. It's a different person every time you go around and around and around. That kind of stuff is just super frustrating. So I, I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, if you want to be a good Buddhist, yeah, for sure. Like, don't just start yelling at people. Right. I do think it is if not um, commendable, it is understandable. It definitely is understandable. It's, it, dri it drives me crazy when like, I feel like, at least in my head, I've identify, identified like a pretty clear problem set and path to resolution that seem, at least seems reasonable to me. And when you present that and then feel like, well, you know, although you should probably gather at this point that I can't and won't help you, I am nevertheless going to change the topic to a thing that benefits our company. Or gets you so frustrated that you hang up. I don't know. It's 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 it seems silly to complain about these things, but you know it it's um. It, what are you gonna do? Are are you gonna just stop having a phone? Because like, you, tell me who the good cable company is. Yeah, like, tell right, me right, who right. the good phone company is. Tell me who the the most. No, please don't tell me. Actually, just whatever you do, don't email me about this. But you know, yeah, you know what? Lyft the the logo is pink and there's a mustache and they fist bump you even though you have to hide in the back seat and act like your luggage. Okay, great. It's <laughs> everybody's. I mean, none of these people started a business because they're they're super nice. They're doing this because it's a business. But it isn't like you can just go to Joe the grocer and say, hey, you know, 
you pinched a loaf in my flour. <laughs> like, I'm not going to come here anymore. And I just needed to let you know that. Right. Like, well, what are you going to do? You're just not going to go to a supermarket anymore? Because they're all different, you know? And like, that's part of being a grown up is accepting that like sometimes things are not going to go well and you just have to suck it up. Still, don't throw my box at me. Yeah, that's all. Why do you got to wake us? Why do you throw my stuff? Enjoy. Enjoy. And he's really had the nerve to say that. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. That's part of his thing. And the look, his expression looks like this. Enjoy. Thunk. Dan, let's talk about something happier. Why don't you tell me about something that you like? I can tell you about Squarespace. 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 Make your next website with Squarespace. They have some beautiful templates. We've told you about the templates. They let you do e-commerce so you can stealth stuff, uh, sell stuff there. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Stealth stuff. Stealth stuff. <laughs> Said the guy who mispronounces approximately three things per sentence. Yeah, I'm going to razz you about that. All in one platform, Merlin. All in one platform. You do not have to install anything. You don't have to patch anything. You don't have to upgrade anything ever. Mm-mm. And that's the beautiful thing about it versus hosting your own thing versus coming up with your own solution or using something that you're in charge of, they run it all. They make it seamless. They make it easy. And you can build really any kind of website, musicians, designers, artists, restaurant. I see a lot. And we've talked about this. I know it was me and you talking about the look, how you can't tell one Squarespace site from another, even though they two sites might start out with the same template. Just going in and making these little customizations, tweaking the colors, changing the sliders, swapping some fonts, doing some other things. You create something that is completely your own. And that, that I think for some people, when they hear us talk about Squarespace, they think, oh, great. Like, here's another cookie cutter site that's going to look like all the other ones. That's so not the case at all. You get your own by choosing the template that you find interesting and then going in and spending five, ten minutes customizing it. It will look completely different from anything else that that exists out there in the world and you can you can even make little custom logos there and they uh, got those little widgets in. yes if you go to if you go to merlinm.com/meetup this is where the rubber meets the road i got a custom header where i just dropped in some stolen comic art i put in a photo Want a map? Not a problem. You just drag a map in. You say, here's where the map is. Hey, want to hear some comics that I like? Sure. You just drop that in. It even puts in your Amazon affiliate code. It's all, it's, it's widgetized, Dan. Am I allowed to say that? Is that a copyrighted term? I don't think that's a patented thing. It's heavily widgetized. It is so easy to change. You just type into a field and suddenly you've got a beautiful website and you get back to your life. I love that. So you can start mm. with a free trial at squarespace.com. And use the offer code, it's your show, all one word. You'll get 10% off your first purchase. And you'll also show your support for this lovely uh, back to work program. So what, what you do is you pay attention. You listen to people around you. Keep your, your uh, ear to the ground, your nose to the wind. Mm-hmm. And your enemies closer. And your enemies very close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then when you hear someone saying, I need a website, what you do is you've had a little card printed up, a little card that just says, it's your show. 10% off squarespace.com and you drop that on the table and say, thank me later and you're out and that's it. Put it on the back of your card that says, yes, I am God. When you hand it out to people, you just can't hand on the card. Here's everything you need to know. That's, that's a right. leftovers joke. Um, they really are the best. And it's, we, we say this over and over again, but you know, the thing is our, our market research indicates that we're still at a point where not every person who listens to this show has a Squarespace site. We need you to fix that. We need you to go and sign up for one of these things. It's a free trial and you are going to be, if you, you know, if you've heard this a million times, thank you. 
But why don't you just go, go, go try it? It's not going to cost you anything. Just go look at it. Just go see what we're talking about. It really is sublime. Let's take a little peek. Take a peek. Squarespace.com. It's your show. Thanks, Squarespace. Buck, buck. Ah, oh, my daughter loves the Wings of Fire. I'm looking at my Amazon purchases. The Wings of Fire books about dragons. She has read all nine of them in the past like month and a half. What's the name of this? The Wings of Fire. Wings. By Tui T. Sutherland. Wings. Mm-hmm. We're almost done. I remember it's, you know, it seems, oh, look at that. There's a box set. Yeah, she got the first five, and then we've gotten each one piecemeal. New one comes out July 25th. Oh, I love being in on something when it's new stuff is still coming out, especially mm-hmm. like books like that. Good stuff. I what have else? still, awesome I have guitar a, picks. a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, if you remember, we were talking about things to read after Harry Potter. Oh, I, I do remember talking about this. And at the time, I got a whole lot of suggestions for a lot of books, and I took notes on all of them. And the one that we decided to jump into was the uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians is the name of the five-book series. And uh, I was, I think when you and I discussed it, maybe I was in just starting the first book or maybe we had just finished the first book. We're about almost halfway through the fifth book and these are just, they're really, really great, fun books. And very much, I won't compare them or put them on the same level in any way as the Harry Potter books, which I I hold in very high regard. But these are very different from that. But in the same way that the Harry Potter books sort of start out as being like a more simple kind of a story and then get a bigger scope, these do that to some degree, Um and uh, and I've been enjoying it, but the characters are are fun and memorable, and um, my my son really enjoys it. I'm not sure if if and how much it would appeal to uh, to the typical girl. I don't know. My daughter has not shown any interest in hearing anything about uh, these books at this at her age of about six, but maybe that will change. Whereas I feel like Harry Potter is applicable to everybody. Um, right. This right. is a little bit more kind of like battles and monsters and fighting. So maybe it a- appeals more to people who like that as opposed to Harry Potter, which I feel like is just it's universally appealing. Um, but who knows? But I, I still recommend this if you're if you're looking for something to read and you want to be able to dive in. And then there are other books that I believe tie into this later. There's a Kane Chronicles, which is the same author and different characters, different set of, of circumstances. But um, it's uh there, there are more of these books are being written and coming out. And so this is something if you kind of wanted to jump in and have a lot of good material there. And the, the reviews on Amazon are just thousand reviews, all five stars. They're really great. So I'll it was put that one, it was, notes. it was a franchise or a series that definitely came up a lot when we were asking for suggestions. Yeah. And I, I've heard, I've heard the same. I've also heard that it is very good. Yeah. They finally finished, uh, my wife and daughter finally finished Harry Potter, I guess late last week. And boy, that was a journey. They've been and reading then, it. Uh, Has she seen all the movies already or was this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, but yeah, no, but they, I mean, that last one's, Ooh, it's a long one. It is. Yeah. <laughs> really I've is. been, I think I told you this last week, but I've been reading her phantom toll booth and the phantom toll booth, which is really, really good. It's uh, I can't believe there's a book I've heard about, you know, my whole life that I never gave much thought to. I didn't know what to expect going into it. And it, for a book that was written in 1961, um, it's really, 
it's really, really enjoyable. It's, um, I mean, obviously tons of you already know this book, but I can really highly recommend it, um, for, for a kid. And it's, it is a fun book to read. It's, it's probably given that how much of the humor in it is what, not exactly pun based, but like word based, mm -hmm. it might be, it's, it's a very suitable book to, to read to oneself, but it is also fun to read out loud. Um, and it, it's weird. It falls somewhere between like, uh, not the can. Well, why? What is the book that I can never remember? What's that one? Oh, yeah, book? that one. That book. I'm gonna do this once and for all because I'm sick. Pilgrim's Progress. Mm. You ever reading Pilgrim's Progress I, or I, any I, other allegory? I don't think so. Remember, you got the sloth of despond and all that in it. See, that's familiar to me. I think this is, this is where Van, I think this is where Vanity Fair comes from. Yeah, Vanity Fair. So uh, it's it's part allegory very allegorical, you know, part like funny word book, um, very much part Alice in Wonderland. Mm. And this has got to be next Phantom Tollbooth next to maybe Dungeons and Dragons. It's got to be one of the most influential antecedents, uh, for Adventure Time. Cause it's really? a boy and his wacky dog. And it's, it's <laughs> all right. And I've seen people like go out and deviant art that up with, you know, Milo and talk looking like uh, Finn and Jake. Uh, anyway, uh, I will put it in show notes, a book that almost all of you probably have read, Phantom Tollbooth. It's really quite good. Oh, yeah, and Jules Pfeiffer did the art. It's really cool. Dog with a clock on him. Look at that, big dog. Yeah, you were talking about this. I recognize I that. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had one bit of completely unnecessary follow-up uh, right. copyright, John Syracuse of 2011. Um, one other bit of uh, pseudo-follow-up. Uh, I am now da, 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 close to probably two weeks into using this Hulu TV service. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm. We, I do not treasure the fact that we are watching more TV than usual. Uh. I... I will admit something. I am not happy confessing. I've started watching more MSNBC, which is not good for my mental health, but I have started watching more MSNBC, <laughs> watching press conferences. It's a doddle to use. I mean, it, there are some things that definitely still need work. It's, it's a little bit bespoke for a TV app. It's a little bit cute in the interface. I think that could be improved. But there, like I've said before, I don't want to go on and on about this, but if you're on the bubble about it, I would say at least give it a try. I think there's a free one week trial at least if you got an apple tv you might want to give this thing a spin i canceled every, i've canceled everything else at this point and this is the only one that i've kept and i, I think it's it's pretty good value for the money and pretty pretty easy to use and the the thing that one thing that it does i said this before but if you buy the version with they call it t dvr functionality but essentially what it means is you don't have you can skip over commercials I mean, you can do stuff like you can have that uh, Rachel Maddow show come come on, and if it's a few minutes in, you can uh, you can uh, go back and watch it from the beginning, which you can't do on every show with tons of services. Mm -hmm. Sling TV in particular. Uh, I even watched I even watched a, a baseball game the other night that was in San Francisco and it was not blacked out. I don't know why. That's but a that shouldn't be. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. It was the uh, the Dodgers of Los Angeles visiting the Giants of San Francisco. <laughs> okay. In, in San Francisco. And, uh, yeah, my wife likes baseball. She's the man in the house. So you can watch that now. You can finally watch your baseball games. I could watch, I could watch, watch my baseball, watch my stories. 
I'm learning so much, Dan. I'm learning so much about prescription medicines. Oh, from the ads that are in between. Oh, yes. My okay, goodness. sure. Another thing my daughter and I like to yell sometimes, just when something comes on screen, either in a movie or TV, we yell, white letters. <laughs> and that's code. That is code for pay close attention to the bottom of the screen uh-huh. where all of. <laughs> <laughs> the warnings are right, the a- anal leakage section of the TV, the anal leakage section. It's always in white words. And again, you got to turn to each other and go, do not attempt every time you see that. But the, uh, I'm loving the one. I understand people, <laughs> people, people across America are taking tons of opioids and sometimes taking opio- opioids causes constipation. <laughs> Love the ad for the. It's a. I know it's. I'm sure it's a serious medical problem. But it is having not seen commercials in a very long time. It is kind of funny when I'm sitting there watching McMaster lie. Uh, you get to uh, get to see stuff about opioid uh, constipation. I tried everything. I tried prunes. Then my doctor recommended poopvitis. That should be a thing. Poopvitis. Poop. Yeah. But uh, anyways, that's that's interesting. But it's so funny because there's the like jangly Lumineer style part. Oh, 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 oh. My daughter and I call it cell phone music. Uh-huh. Like cell phone commercial music. If you've been struggling with clinical depression <laughs> out of a cave, ask your doctor. Ask your doctor what Confusabrex could do for you. And that's so those like, oh, hey, oh, freedom, freedom. I, oh, I'm outside my world. Everything's happening. Uh, playing with flowers, making balloons, looking at my kids' playhouse. And then you cut to the, like, if you have increased suicidal thoughts for more than, <laughs> just because the whole, like, two thirds of the commercial is all the ways that this is, doctors already know this is going to ruin your life. Mm. I know this is a very old bit. But bear with me, I have not had commercials in my life for a long time. And if I'm watching McMaster Lie live, then I have to see commercials. <sighs> Man. Wholly appropriate. So, anyways, tough days. My blood pressure, I'm not going to say anything political. All I'm going to say is that my blood pressure has been going way up. Why? Just because of these commercials? No, especially like the last two days. I remember when people first started saying, probably all, about a year ago even, well, especially over the summer, let's say, of 2016, people were saying like, oh, I'm starting to have strange dreams. I'm mm. starting to have a lot of anxiety. Mm. Supposedly therapists and psychiatrists were saying, hey, I'm seeing, you know, we're seeing much more highly increased reports of people having anxiety and trouble sleeping because of what's happening sure. in the political area. And if I'm honest, it is affecting me. Yeah, I believe and it. And I, I need to get away. I know I should get away, but I keep thinking, I'm going to drop the piss tape and I want to be there when it happens. The thing is, cut that out. The thing is, <laughs> really? uh, we're back. <laughs> what? You want me to really cut it out? or? Nope, nope, nope. Because, I mean, nope. this show won't air. Release the tape. Release the kraken of piss. There's something you can oh. drink. Is it beet juice? Beet juice. That lowers your... Uh... Yeah, beetroot juice. You want to go get some of that. Ask your doctor if beetroot juice is right for you. And you drink you drink some of that. Drink the juice right before you go and get your blood pressure tested, and it'll be lower. Oh, it's like passing a uh, drug screening test. Yeah, same thing. What do they used to say? You drink ammonia. <laughs> what was it? You drink you olive. Wanted- you drink olive oil, and it'll coat your stomach, and you won't get drunk. Oh, that's right. And if you drink with a straw, you get drunk faster. They kind of cancel each other out. Right. It's a real Elvis type situation. <laughs> You get an upper, you get a downer, you get a corset, you get some laxatives. Yeah. 
Elvis has left the building. I watched a YouTube video last night about the origins of Elvis has left the building. I watch a lot of YouTube, Dan. Dan, I think I might be watching too much TV is what this comes down. Do you have YouTube Red? Yeah, YouTube Red. YouTube Red. Love YouTube Red. I love it. I do too. I finally broke down. If I look at something on Nuzzle or somewhere that doesn't have, where I'm not logged in. (laughs) Nuzzle. I love Nuzzle. Don't you Nuzzle? I don't know what that means. Oh, really? Is that one of those dating apps? Okay. Yeah. You, you swipe right for news. Nuzzle. N-U-Z-Z-E-L. You go, you uh, get in with your uh, Twitter creds, and you do some settings if you want, and basically it shows you the things that your friends are most linking to. Rub or push against gently with the nose mm-hmm. and mouth. Yes. The horse mm-hmm. nuzzled at her pocket. Hmm. No, this is more of a beetle beetle situation. It's N-U-Z-Z-E-L dot com. Uh, yeah. And so, and you can even set alerts, which I have set pretty high, but it's pretty cool. So if you want to, if you like, if you're not really into like, oh, link Twitter, you can hop into Nuzzle and like all at once you can kind of consume the stories you might not want to miss. All right. I'm in, I'm in. So Accessing shows you, Twitter feed, it says. Well, I'm going to give you another tip after this then. Uh, so tip, tip number one is, yeah, go, give this a throw. Uh, you, my page I'm looking at here is called news from your friends. And this is when people you follow, even if you've muted them, have a link to something. Okay. And then that aggregates. So I can see the top story here. <laughs> 28 friends have linked to from the Washington Post. Uh, I, that's get, mine. Is that, that's my number one, too. Ooh, good times. Look at that blood pressure go up. And then you've got news <laughs> from friends of friends. And this is people you don't follow. And boy, you get a lot of boing boing links here. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's still kind of cool. It's, you see like the bubble outside of your bubble. <laughs> it's very gratifying. This is very interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, but while we're at it, I mentioned this uh, in passing, and I am certainly not the first person to recommend this, but, you know, if you haven't done this in a while, I want to suggest logging in and visiting at three sites that most of us use, and I would like you to go and look at the things that you have authorized for that account. Mm. I think this is a not terrible piece of hygiene, um, especially after stuff like unroll me happened. Um, but I, you know, I, and I, I had a toot about this a week or two ago about like, Hey, just for fun, guess the number, write down on a piece of paper, the number of things, number of apps or services that you have authorized via Twitter, write that down. I want you to actually write it down. And then I want you to go and log into Twitter. And I sent the link and I'll see if I can find that link for notes. Go and then look at the actual number of things that you are signed on to. And tell me, you don't have to give me numbers, but, you know, tell me how close you got. You're talking about what they call, Twitter calls applications, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. Yes, yes. So this is twitter.com slash settings slash applications. I'll put it in show notes. And so uh, you you probably didn't write down a number, but just in, in roughly speaking, are there more or fewer than you would guess? Me? Yeah. Uh, there were fewer than I would guess. I have uh Most in, people are in, off by half an order of magnitude. Including people, Nuzzle, including Nuzzle, uh five. <laughs> wow. Well, once again, do not take Dan as your example. Trust me on this. Go good for you, Dan. That is amazing. Go and look, and I would say number one, go to Twitter and do that. Number two, go to Dropbox and do that. And number three, go to Google and do that. And the just Google go one might scare me a little bit if I were to look at the, the, that the one. really easy one. <laughs> it's sort of like when I'm cleaning off my iPhone, trying to get apps, some of the 400 apps off my iPhone. <laughs> and I think, oh, it's time for me to do a little bit of housekeeping. 
you know, time to go trim the, trim the Brazilian a little bit. And I go in there and I go, yes. And so number one, if I go, huh, huh, I don't remember ever getting this app. I don't know what it does and I don't recognize it at all. Tell you what, there's a pretty good chance you can get rid of that. On the other hand, you might go, oh my God, I still have you know, bird feed on here or whatever, like whatever it is, like you see these ancient apps and you're like, no, no, oh yeah, I could probably get rid of that. But then there's other ones where just because you're familiar with the logo and I've seen it a bunch of times, make sure you really still need that. Cause you know what? You can always reauthorize, but you know, I, I'm not trying to be booga booga here, but it, you know, if you don't need to have that authorization out there, it probably wouldn't hurt to turn it off. I mean, obviously know what you're doing. If you're screwing up something on in, in production, you know, be careful, but I think that's a nice little bit of hygiene that's just not a bad idea. That's a best practice, I would say. And you can do that in, you were saying in Dropbox, Google. I'll go to all three. Uh, this is really scintillating radio. <laughs> Let you me go, walk you through the deletion process for apps in Dropbox. First, first of all, you're going to want to log on to the internet. You're going to go to W, W, W period, D, huh. R, hang on, W, W, I click on the icon, I'm clicking, Dropbox, account, personal, you'll cut all this out, right? Yeah, this show won't Mm -hmm. air, so. Security, oh my god, you're so slow. Anyway, go into Dropbox and you'll find it. Here we go. Sessions, devices, apps. So go to dropbox.com slash account slash security. See what you are logged into. Let's visit Google. Sign in and security. Add settings. Connected apps and sites. I think that's it. Save passwords. Apps. Yeah. So you go to, well, it's kind of long, but myaccount.google.com slash security. Just start there. You'll find it. And it's in show notes. Um, and why was I saying all of that? Because you want people to be safe. Mm, I suppose, but it has something to do with, uh, connected apps. So Nuzzle. Yeah. Anyway, Nuzzle, it's, it's kind of cool. It's a nice thing to check in on a couple times a day. Um, just to see, it's also just interesting to kind of uh, quickly take the pulse of your Twitter sphere, you know, to see what, uh, what people are linking to. It's, you know, it's... Well, think of it like this. Is every one of those apps is a security risk? And if you if you don't know what it well, is... potential. Potential, potential security yeah, risk. Yeah, potential security risk. And if you if you don't know what it is, well, you know, why have it on there? Right, right, right. You know, I mean, do you, do you want to start from a blank slate and say, I'm going to delete everything? That's what I probably did at one point was just went through and said, anything that I'm not actively using... Because right, like right. the apps that I have authorized, you're, you're a minimalist, Dan. You like to minimalize. As a minimalist, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> comma, <laughs> comma. Um, yes, yes, and um, w- yeah. I I don't know. I just think that's probably a good idea to just to just kind of do periodically. Yeah, go in know? there, clear it all out, get I'm rid of those to, things. Let me go. Let's go look. Let's do a check in. We check did in. a do. We did a do by Friday episode in the very early days about home screens because Alex likes to razz me for my terrible home screens. Ooh, gosh, iPhone, 404 applications. That's a lot. Where, where does it tell you that? Under about? Settings, general, about. About. 
through a high of 169. That seems too many. Doesn't too many. Um, but you know, what's that, what's that cliche or that quote that I will certainly get wrong? Uh, I don't care. You know, if you can't serve as a good example, if you can't serve as a role model, at least serve as a bad example, you know, (laughs) with, with, with unroll me, you know, I had used that service a long time ago. I probably written about it. That's the kind of thing I would write about on yeah. 43 folders. It was, it was really, really cool. But without going into too much detail, what they were doing is pretty unsavory. I guess it was all in the terms. Uh, confession, I don't read all the terms and service for everything. But, you know, the idea that they were grabbing all your mail, if you had signed on with Gmail, they're grabbing all your mail, and they were doing the nominal processing that made it valuable to you. And then they were then taking all that information and doing things like supposedly redacting your personal details, but then selling like your lift ride data. Right. And then on top of it all, the, the part that's most terrifying is that they were, they were reportedly somebody, somebody, I, I believe the story goes that somebody who had been at a company that was in talks to acquire them. One of the reasons they did not is because their data hygiene was just a garbage fire, including storing a lot of people's mail in like S3 containers. I See, think that, that part seems wrong to me. And unnecessary. Yeah. Like why, you know, it's weird. It's like, it's like keeping all your receipts for porn. Like, you know, like what, what are you doing? You know, it's kind of strange. Yeah. Very strange. Um, so anyways, hygiene, hygiene, Tal- Talia Al Ghul. She's number 42. Raz Al Ghul. Raz Al Ghul, Deadshot, Vandal Savage, Gorilla Grodd. Black Adam. Scarecrow, Black Adam, Magog. I still don't know how to say Mr. Mix. Mitzelplick. Is that it? I thought so. Oh, cool. Great. Mitzelplick. Mitzelplick. Now, the thing is, if you say that, something's supposed to happen. It's like a Candyman type situation, right? No, that only happens if you're Superman. Oh, I see. Oh, the words they burn in his mouth, like cinders. Sentinels, Sinestro. Oh, Norman Osborn. I like him. Ego. Kid, Kid Miracle Man. Ego. No, wait. I know that. Oh, yeah. That's from yeah, that movie. Yeah. I have to talk about that on a show this week because I can't say too much, but boy, have I got thoughts about that movie. Did you like it? Can you summarize for listeners with no spoilers? I. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. I'll say this. I want to say something nice. Okay. Which is that most of the time while I was watching it, I had a good time. And that's mostly all I want to say because I don't want to get in trouble. I got to save it for another show. It, you know, it's, it was a mess, you know, sometimes that mess was, was delightful. I thought the group was, group was really cute, but kind of overused. And I think it was way too long. Um, it was yeah. seemed like we were in there for a good three, three hours. I felt like I was in a Zack Snyder movie. Like the movie had been on for an hour and a half and I looked at my watch and I was like, what? There's like another hour to this? It's like the middle is really saggy. And that was one of the first movies I brought my little one to. She's only seen two or three movies in the theater. Oh, goodness. She did fine. She did. I was shocked by, I was like, I was ready to go. She was Did she like it? Yeah, she loved it. Loved it. She loves, she would disagree with you about whether or not uh, baby group was overused because oh, I think he, she would no, enjoy. But he was so, but I'm being I'm being a curmudgeon. But like every single time his little face came on camera, I knew I was being played. But I oh, thought yeah. it was I thought it was really really cute. But she would have been uh, happy if it yeah. was three hours of of Groot deciding which button to press. I mean that would that oh, would have made was it for funny. her. Yeah. That was very that was very funny. 
She said uh, that was her favorite part of the movie. And she tells me every day. Oh, I love that part. And then when, when he brings the toe. Yeah, the toe. I just good. got an email. <laughs> Did I? Go check, it, go, go check your email. Check mine? Check your email. Did you get a message about 22 minutes ago? Uh, no. Hmm. Maybe it's in my spam. What is it? It purports to be a note from someone saying, hey, we're relaunching Milkshake under a new name. Really? That's a secret? <laughs> well, I don't think it's secret. I mean, I'll edit that out, too. This, <clears throat> I'm not going to click this. I'm not click this. I, I don't, I've stopped clicking things. I don't click anything. I mean, Might who, be the wrong button. I always wonder about things like that. Oh, me too. Anytime a service gets acquired, I'm nervous about it. I, I jump. I jump. I have to admit, I, was not, I, I mean, like, and it drives me crazy because, like, I mean, not to pile on for this years long bashing of Flash, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> my God, you know, it's bad enough that Flash was so weird and vulnerable and heavy and gross and all the things that made us not like Flash for years to where, like, you know, you grudgingly maybe run it in one browser um, or not. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was on a site, I was on one of those, like, free hosting with ads sites. There's this uh, really good, uh, mp3 blog i love i'll put it in notes called willfully obscure and it's this guy who finds <clears throat> mostly like like out of print music and then puts it up oh this is so good willfully obscure and i went to one of these sites and it was like and so the, he hosts his stuff on this terrible zippy share <laughs> you know and you download this RAR file from there right, and right. <clears throat> it's got all you know it's a classic kind of free file sharing site where it's like hey there's all kinds of stuff and free offers and I got this totally fishy with a pH, like, hey, your flash is uh, is uh, is not up to date. You know, click here. And it's like, wait, no, what? That's that's not going to be flash you're trying to give me, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's just really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you know, we're not immune. No. We like to think we're immune, but we're not immune. I mean, no. if you, any t- if you, how many times in the last week have you typed in, your user password as an admin because something has to be installed. Like a, you know, an app has to get into the folder. It wants permission. Right. Maybe it needs to install something, but like, I don't always know everything that's getting installed. I don't know if there's a kext hiding in some in there somewhere that I don't know about. Kext. Kext. K-E-X-T. Gorilla Grod. Kernel extension. Kernel extension. Major disruption. General havoc. Private matters. <laughs> <laughs> Major dad. What what is, are you reading from? I'm not. I'm just. I just think it's funny when you can take a military title in a word. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Major pain. <clears throat> General disruption. Colonel panic. So it's been a big week. Huge week. Uh, did you say we have a second sponsor? Yeah, I did say that. Oh, how do it know? Do you want to tell me about it? I'll tell you about meh. 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 That's my reaction. Meh. So a lot of people know about meh, but not a lot of people I think are uh, are prepared to offer the kind of discount that I'm prepared to offer people today because we've worked out something really special with them. So for example, today it's sold out. They're gone already. But they were selling surge protectors that had two USB ports in them. Nice little four port surge protectors. I would have gotten a handful of these for the office. You get two for only $15. That's crazy. That's not enough money, Dan. Well, already there are different 
you know, there are different things every day. It's never the same. Th- well, I don't want to say never the same thing twice because I think they have repeated occasionally on something that's really popular. But they try to mix I'm it okay up. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay, okay with, with that. it too. But it's like, what, are you going to eat hamburgers one time in life? Come on. Yeah, you want you you like it. You come back for more. But here's some of the things that they've that they've done. They had a two pack i i live Bluetooth Buddy animatronic animal speakers that the speakers dance and stuff when things are playing through. They had they have three pack. Power tabs, emergency chargers. That was the day before. Wow. They had a Contour Rest 3-in-1 Instacool standard gel pillow. They had. Did, ma- did they ever have a uh, non-stick divided skillet? Well, it was a 15-inch Master Pan. Oh, the Master Pan. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. What about women's socks? Can you get a 12-pack of those? You can. And you never know. They even have one thing where it's 25 random comic books. What about Carlos Santana tour bags? Yes. Okay. So this, these are some of their pastels. You never know. So what's fun is you wake up in the morning, you go to meth.com and you see what they have. And so I was talking with them and I said, you know, like our listeners to this show, they're high end listeners, high quality, highly engaged listeners. Maybe you could do like a $10 off your first order, 25% off discount, buy one, get one free, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah. Did you, did you drive a hard bargain with them? I did, as hard as I okay. could. And they said, well, here's what we'll do. We'll give you a, one, a $1 off coupon, and only the first 100 people can even use that. That's a pretty good deal. So it's $1, $1 off for the, for the first 100 people. And, uh, and I said, uh, that's absurd. And I'm, I'm, I thought this You said this, this to our terrible. sponsor, Dan? Yeah. You said that you were this candid with Matt? Yeah. And they, and they said, listen, they said, we're already doing it like as cheaply as we possibly can for everyone, not just oh, people goodness. who jump through a hoop, not just people who are listeners of some sp- special kind of show. They said, that's, that's it. And they said, that's why we barely advertise at all because we just try to keep the prices low. And I said, all right, fine. I'll, I'll take your crappy $1 discount. So for the first 100 people, uh, that, uh, that, that, that do this, there's going to be a coupon that they can use. Do we have the coupon? Grace? What Grace. is the coupon? Back to meh. Mm. Back to meh. One word. I don't know about this company. Dan. And you'll get $1 off. So. How did I miss Adventure Time pint glasses? Oh, I what looked at those. Yeah, those were good. Uh, Should have got man. those. See, I snoozed and I lost. And you had to make a choice, though, with the Adventure Time uh, glasses because they're ones that show the faces. Yes. And ones and that... get the gender swap. Right, the gender swap. And then there is one other set. And I showed it to my kids and I said, which one of these do you want? And they said, well, I don't know. And they were, they were arguing about it. And by the time they decided, it was all sold down anyway. And they, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have gotten a dollar off like our listeners. Well, Knowledge. Anyway, I just think it's absurd that it's only one dollar off. But whatever. Yeah, we should probably bring that up with them at the offsite. <laughs> so I would like to see a a, a larger, a better deal for b more listeners. I don't know about these meh.com people. Yeah. Meh dot com m e h meh dot com and save a dollar by using <laughs> the code back to meh. Dan's had it. Dan has had it with meh.com. dot yeah, com. Yeah, he's had a snoot full of meh. Yeah. Mm. I guess. I guess our thanks to meh. For supporting five by five, Relu- reluctant whatever. thanks to a reluctant, a little bit more, reluctant a little bit on company. the little chintzy. Mm-hmm. Let's be ping pong. <laughs> kind of sickening. Slightly, <laughs> slightly nauseous. Right. <clears throat> or or don't go to meh. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
Tool Smart. Fusion Accelerator 1000 watt emulsifier and personal blender set. Monster Clean Touch Spray. <laughs> Ron Popeil 5 in 1 cooking system. Really? Mm hmm. It's not 4 in 1. It is like the Ron Papil. Mm hmm. I like a good Papil. Yeah, I like a Papil. You know, you like you can get them when they're fresh. I feel like some people. Case logic. He was, you know, who Papil was. Mar- I remember. Papil. I remember Papil doing pocket fisherman. Pocket doing fisherman. the uh, the hairspray, the spray. Oh, the spray for the on bald hair. spot. Yeah. Yeah. What was that called? Uh, uh, I think he was pocket fisherman. <laughs> As my daughter has become one to say, is that a euphemism? Ron P O P E I L net worth. Ron Papil hair. G L H hair system hmm good looking hair glh oh that's clever that is very clever and you can buy it now you can get it on amazon it looks like good looking (sighs) hair and this is for men who have the little i mean it's i guess anyone could use it but i think it was marketed toward men who have you get the just the beginning of the little tonsure you got the little spot yeah in the in the sort of the back center of your head that's the little round bald spot mm. you just spray this stuff on no one knows mm-hmm. hair fibers spray on hair great looking hair glh will hair. take away that wispy mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh look at this 90s infomercial oh you should see this probably want to see this i do want to see it i do want to see it i i want i i don't not want to see it I think we might be able to do an entire episode where we didn't really talk about anything. Oh, yes, I know this. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I know it just from the just from the little screenshot of it. Spray paint the... Oh, no, this poor guy. <gasps> it instantly covers your bald spot. Yeah. I mean, it's just gone just like that. Mm, it works for ladies, too. See? Oh, oh, look at this guy. Oh, no, the third guy. <gasps> Nine different colors. I want them all. What, mm. is, it's, what is it spraying? It's not just paint. It's like got a, yeah, there's a lady. I bet it's, I bet it's asbestos. Ugh. Or asbestos-like. Not a paint or cover-up. Oh, yeah. man, you do not want the YouTube-related <laughs> videos for this. No? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why? Okay. What is it? Well, you have people who got tattoos of hair. You got other people, here's a hair transplant surgery happening. How to fix balding hair, cover up bald spots for seeing he was bald. It looks like he's got, looks like somebody, he looks like a Ralph Partha figure, like somebody spray painted hair on him. Oh no, I'm closing this tab. <sighs> I just, I just don't know. Have you, do you ha- are you experiencing any hair loss? Where? How in your head? Oh, not really. No. No. I got a lot of other problems, but yeah. Does that run in your family or anything? The hair, any kind of hair loss or? Yes. Yeah. But mostly in my father's side. So right. it doesn't hit me. Is that my true? Grandfather, my grandfather had like pretty much every smoking disease you could get, but he had awesome hair. Is that true? That I, I heard that it was, if it's your maternal. It's matrilineal. But then I, I, then I heard it didn't matter if it's anywhere in your. Lineage. Turns out, turns out baldness, mother side baldness mother side that's my new pole dancer name what causes hair loss hmm. is going bald genetic hmm. now the, Korean, the korean lady who cut my hair 
mm-hmm. said that uh, in Korea or just there in Austin? No, here in Austin. All right, I'll allow it. And uh, and she said that uh, the reason why people lose hair on the top of their head and not on the sides or the back, this is her explanation, is because okay. uh, you sleep on the side and the back of your head, and that don't sleep on don't sleep on the top. You don't sleep on the top, and if you did, then the hair would would never stop growing there. Uh, it's the first time I've ever heard that. I thought it was because of original sin. <laughs> That's so interesting. I have a Chinese uh, a woman who cuts my hair. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, she she never offers advice like that. She, every time I go, I sit down, she says, busy? <laughs> and I go, mm, you know. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she we used puts me to... back on my heels. So is there anything else she's told you about your health and life that you didn't know about? Well, we used to talk a lot about TV shows. We used to go in and uh, and she would talk about you know, Game of Thrones or other shows that she was watching, Breaking Bad. She was very into that for a while. That's cool. But ever since, um, ever since her divorce, she's been on sort of a different kick. And it's every time I come in, she's got a new tattoo. Oh, not exaggerating, scale. not exaggerating. I that mean, she does not scale. Yeah, she's got a lot. I'm good for her. No regrets. Now she just talks about uh, restaurants and the tattoos. Yeah. Mm. No advice besides that one. Graveyard can't hear you whistling. <laughs> it's been a huge week. Um, Nuzzle. Yeah, 117. News you may have missed. Hmm? Nuzzle. Nuzzle. Let's go check in on Nuzzle. What's happening? Oh, also, a quick update on my package uh, delivered by yesterday. Still delivery status not updated. What do you use to check that? Do you use an app for that? Deliveries by June Cloud. Yeah, it's a great app. Do you it's use, a great app. Do you use their syncing service or do you do you use the iCloud? Um, I think I use theirs. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'll use theirs. I did file a feature request last week. Okay. Because apparently I have enough things delivered to me that I have thoughts on the app that tracks deliveries. Jesus Christ. This is not who I want it to be. Yeah, my only feature request would be that you can pause, mute, slash, hide things that are very far in the future that you still want to know about. But like I pre-ordered, I pre-ordered um, the I Am Sacagawea book okay. from Chris Meltzer or from Brad Meltzer and Chris Cialopoulos. That wonderful series, the I Am series. You read those, right? Yes. Those uh, we've talked about a little bit. Yeah, is, with the big head, the, Charlie Brown looking kid. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I Am Sacagawea, it's pre-ordered, but it won't be delivered until October. Liartown from the wonderful Liartown accounts, that's not coming out for six months. Hmm. I just kind of wish uh, Darkness of Dragons, number 10 in the Wings of Fire series. That's not going to come out until July. I wish there was a way to like just mute, hide, I don't know what you call it, until new activity occurs on that entry. Wouldn't that be handy? Very handy. If you're trying to use this at something, I'm saying scale a lot this week, and I apologize. If you're if you were using this for like a lot of stuff, like for a company that had tons of stuff, like that would be, it would get pretty noisy pretty quick. I have mine sorted by delivery date. That's how I roll. You can also sort manually. Right. This is a very good app. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's all you need to say. I think I came up with a rule in Gmail for this that has worked pretty, pretty well. This is a kind of an ambling episode. Have you noticed that? I like that. I like these, this kind. Let me see if I can find this. Duh. Oh yeah, here we go tracking mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm not finding it. Boy, I have so many old Gmail rules. I need to get in here. I need to go and clean this out. <sighs> Jiminy. Oh, you know, uh, we're getting a nice new uptick in uh, people who want to be on the show. Dan, I oh, mentioned yeah, you yeah, in yeah. our private text, but I have been in contact with some other people who have podcast radio programs. We are far from the only ones to be getting contacted by that lady with the uh, Facebook uh, advertising expert. Oh, really? Yeah, listeners will remember, if memory serves, this is a Facebook advertising expert who's been doing this for 15 years now, notwithstanding the fact that Facebook has not been around for 15 years. Uh, and I think you, uh, you finally answered what I believe is at least the third follow-up. It might have been the fourth. May, may I quote your email? Yes. Okay. I did share this with a couple people. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm very, happy for you to share it. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> I think it was to the point. So I had already marked her as spam a long time ago, so I don't have the previous ones, but I think this is the third or fourth one. Um, thought I'd just try you one more time. And Dan writes one word. Why? Inscrutable. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she never replied. I know. She did try one more time. Why, though? Yeah, why? Why, Just why? Why if I didn't reply the first or maybe second or third or however many times? Why yeah. why did you think you would do that again? Why it's, a, it's a really good it's a really good question. Categorize this message as uh, I don't even have the category I want. Am I right? High five. So that's going up. Yeah, we're also getting more like mystery meat offers. What do you mean one by guy that? Wants, well, there's the one guy who wants us... I can't even tell. I think this is real, but he's a guy who's selling scripts for Google Docs that he wants us to look at. Did you get that one? Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. It's so much of this out there. It seems like there has really... Like, I get I think way... That was, a real, that was a real person, I think. I think so, too, but I, did, I get way, way, way more spam now than I have ever gotten, even yeah. with the good spam services. And they all... Because they figured out how to get around some of the main ways that spam filters filter. And that is if, if it has your name at the beginning, Hey Dan, Hey Merlin. Yeah. Uh, that can tr actually trick a lot of spam filters because typically when you sign up for a newsletter, the advice that they give you is collect your uh, subscribers first and last name and when you are composing a newsletter to uh, to have it insert that person's name, that is actually a way to legitimize the email that you're sending. And I think that this is this is one of the ways that they are getting so much email through. And I could be wrong, of course, but it seems like this is one of the ways that they are able to sneak so many emails through is by making them seem personalized, making it seem like the sender actually knows us or knows the person that they're emailing. I may have a strictly non-John Syracuse approved query for this. This is going to be a very, very blunt instrument because we would lose a lot of funny, jokey emails about people acting like they're trying to be a guest. Yeah. Email address, guest, all caps, or pitch. So far, there's not too much gold in what I'm looking at. So try our email address and then guest and then the operator or uppercase and then pitch, guest or pitch. Yeah. Uh -huh. Would Dan and Merlin like to be on our podcast? 
back to our podcast, guest speaking opportunity, potential guests on trying to make 10,000 people's lives better in November. Win-win solution for guests. Okay, that's a friendly one. Back to work feedback. An often overlooked department in my companies is legal. Matt Fawcett is working hard to change that. He's the GC, whatever that is, general counsel. He works for NetApp, the global cloud-based storage company. He's located in Silicon Valley, but he manages a team of 76 employees in 15 countries and 26 cities. He'll be a great guest on your show to talk about managing a global team and how to be a team player when, when you, colleague, is on the other side of the world, comma, and how he has overcome some major constraints such as turnover in his department and internal transformation company-wide. Hmm. Hmm. Etiquette Edge, Modern Manners for Business Success. Comes highly suggested. Here's the guy who wrote the book uh, that changed how people look at the world, how they run their meetings, and how they think about business. We don't get one or two of these a week, guys. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. I'm working with a change management expert who I think would be a great fit for your show. And how do you, so how do you think this is set up? That there's somebody who's just going through, they're going through the productivity yeah, I think they're buying a list. And they're, they're buying a list. They're just buying a list. Yeah, of of podcasts in this demographic category type thing. Ugh. Oh my god, there's so many of these. Well, um, ugh, business mindset coach. That's a weird one. Ugh. And I, I, at the same time, she helps I read female these, entrepreneurs release their fear. When I read these, I, I'm super. I'm sort of tempted. Maybe I should be doing something. We should probably get this woman on. She's been a guest on podcasts such as Natalie Sisson's Suitcase Entrepreneur, Rebecca, Rebecca Kane's The Everyday Shiro, and Jessica Kupferman's Lady Business Radio. I just think I'm missing out on an opportunity sitting here. Mm. I saw a guy. He sent me an email, and he said he is a he's a podcast coach. <laughs> he he has a uh he's got he helps people make podcasts he helps people improve their podcasts and build an audience and uh and you know he's writing a book about it and other things sure, like that yeah. got a, a, you know he's got his own podcast several uh, of his own award-winning podcasts but shouldn't he just be on his own show why does he need to be on somebody else's show well What's he wanted that? and yeah and he wanted to be on my show and he wants to uh you know he maybe there's something he could he could do to help me launch a podcast oh you could use that you love podcasts i do i'm really into them here's a fella who they sent me his ebook the millennials guide to landing a job He's the owner of a social media marketing agency and an author. I don't know. I just think I just think it's a little bit it's a little bit like I'm missing out on something. Oh, we're missing out. Don't worry about that. Like I should be I should be doing this. I should be out there doing this. Oh gosh, look at that. Contacting people. Let me help them start their podcast. And so I looked you know at what? he's got he's got three or four thousand Twitter followers. So it's a pretty good reach. Did you say three three or four thousand? Yeah. Jiminy Christmas. You, you know, the thing is, Dan, I feel like this is going to be one of those inside baseball type situations where we're going to sit here and, and be, uh, you know, uh, cautious carry about this until we actually get one of these people on the show and they give us the deep dive on like how this system actually works. Uh, yes. They're going to change our entire value change, our value proposition, our, our value uh, network. Right. They're going to help. They're going to help us build out our value network. Uh, but here's somebody. Uh, what does she do? She uh, she helps people enjoy 
successful and productive businesses, careers, and home life. That seems like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Show people how to use tools. Perfect. Hmm. Oh, here's one that says he especially enjoys the show that wants to be on. He's made the prep easier by providing an executive summary. That's nice. I reached out about two weeks ago regarding a collaboration with Peck Pong Pet. <laughs> uh, really? There was I'm that... all the way back to Peck. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were telling me you got a new one of these. No. My God. <laughs> He's the founder of several successful ventures from Silicon Valley, such as popular Instagram slash Pinterest app Pictacular. <laughs> Sorry, I know this is over a year ago. It's still ago. good. It's still good. The movies app Marquee and a UI UX design firm Impeccable. His experience would make oh, for a fun it. and informative podcast that your audience would enjoy. <laughs> Looking forward to your response. I oh, want to name everything... Everything that I have, every company, every podcast, every newsletter has to have my name in it and it has to be either a pun or a play on words that uses my name. From now on, everything I'm doing, that's what it's going to be. You should, where possible, go in the direction of the B sound. Yeah. Burn, check out Benjamin Bits. Right, right. Have you tried my new Benjamin button? (laughs) 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 Why don't you relieve yourself into the Dan can? Because Dan can. You ever say to yourself, I can well do this when I get around to it? Well, how about you get yourself a Dan can? Because Dan can. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, I'm, I'm sitting here missing out on everything. Oh, you know, you're not even leaving money on the table. It's like you haven't even bought a table. <laughs> Dumbass. Seriously, what's wrong with me? Peck Pong Pet. Do you think Peck Pong Pet and Thailand Bo have ever met? Do you think they've ever crossed, crossed paths? Maybe same on a person. podcast panel or same a TEDx? Person. Same a TEDx person. Talk knowledge. Peck Pong Pet. Now, if Peck, let me ask you this as a uh, hypothetical. Would you rather fight a duck-sized Peck? (laughs) Oh, no. If Peck were to get in touch with us and want to sponsor the show, would you you be, I would be all right with that. I would love that. Get them to sign on the line, which is dotted. Come and join the, see, now we need a funny name. The Benjamin Band. The Dan Band. Yeah. The Dan. I'm telling you what, you know what I'm going to do? I swear to God. Yeah. I am going to make a show. That is just everybody who asks if they can be on it. The answer is yes. And I'm going to record it. And I'm going to, I think it would be the worst podcast in the history of all time. And I'm maybe just short, like maybe do like an eight minute podcast. Yeah, you get a lot more people to sign up. Yeah. It'd be five to 10 minutes tops. And just everybody, I'm going to go back through the email with Peck. I'm going to go with everybody and I'm just going to play it completely straight. I'll come up yeah. with a set of questions Maybe there's five or 10 questions. I'll ask the same ones every time and just see what, uh, what people do. I think I've got, no one's doing this. I think I've got to jump on this. It would be kind of like uh, a Dan Benjamin version of uh, Between Two Ferns, but, but, but sad. Yeah, very sad. It's a very, very sad podcast. And it should have a name, like The Pipeline. That was too good of a name. You need something more like uh, Business Punch or something. <laughs> I love something. that. I no, love no, it that. should be, I'm sorry, what am I saying? It should be your name. Uh uh, on Danny, uh, d- uh, Dan, <laughs> Benjamin we, bag. We should leave this as an exercise to exercise to the listeners. Tweet, tweet me. Yeah. Hit us up on social media. Please remember to like, and subscribe. Yeah. Hit us up. Uh, tweet, tweet Merlin and I hit us up on social media. Names. Yeah. Peck punk pet. It writes itself. All right. I think we've done a lot of good work this week. All right. All right. Let's button this up. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.